Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey there, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode of Three Spooked Girls. It is I, Jessica, and as always, I am joined by my ghoul friend, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. And we just want to start off by saying happy holidays. It is the beginning of December. It is December 2nd in your world. Or 3rd. The first Monday. The first Monday, basically. First Monday in December. (laughs) Yay! And we're excited to start off our holiday season because our holiday season, we've got a bunch of fun, interesting things coming at you. And it's going to be so much fun. We're so excited. Yes. And so just want to start off by saying happy holidays. And we're going to get right into this. We're going to start talking about our business and our drinks and all of that fun stuff. What are you drinking today, Tara? Well, since today is a big batch record day, I think this is the most episodes we've recorded in one sitting. Possibly. We are on episode three we're recording tonight. We did a mm-hmm. stabby. We did a patron episode. And now uh, now this one. So I'm drinking some Death Wish coffee. I am drinking the Vahala Java brew, mm. which is very tasty. I actually, it's my preferred one. It's kind of a little bit medium-ish, so I like it. And uh, this is normally where I'd say not sponsored, but we actually are partnered with them and we don't have like a pre-recorded ad because they're a little more laid back, but they are amazing coffee. They are delicious. We do have a 10% off code, which I'll have in the show notes for you, or it is three spooked girls and that gives you a 10% off your order and their coffee is amazing. Their mugs are super cute and creepy. Love them. Since we're, we're chugging along, that's what I am drinking for recording this evening and I drink their coffee every day. Actually, I have the five pound bag because we go through so much fucking coffee, but that's what I got. So what do you got? And uh, Kate. I also have Death Wish coffee. I have one of their K-Cups. I don't remember what, what flavor it is, but it's delicious. I, I made it yesterday when I got home. I made a batch and I made it into iced coffee. Nice. And that turned out pretty good. Yeah, I like, I prefer my coffee cold. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a, like a Starbucks-y drink, but like at home, I prefer cold drinks. Yeah, yeah. So I have that and some water. But Miss Kate, our... Wonderful, wonderful Miss Kate. She is drinking, and I'm going to say it wrong because it's German. (laughs) Just drink a bunch when we mispronounce all the things today. That's fine. (laughs) Right. Ihr Lackor. That's that's not how you say it at all. I'm sorry, people of Germany and that and that like era. I can't remember. But it's Russian rum eggnog because today's episode is going to be about Krampus. Yay. Yay, Krampus. So I'm scrolling down to find you the recipe. It's taking so long. Because people like to write novels for their fucking recipes. Every time. Yeah. If you are a blogger and you don't put like, just put, put your recipe at the top. No, they're never gonna. I mean, I get it. I get it. But I don't get it. I'm going to write my life story on how I went on this hike. And then I thought of this cocktail because hiking is just 
fucking hiking. So then I thought when I get home, I'm going to get this milk from my goat. And then I'm going to make this Krampus thing because goats, Krampus, the end. And here's 50 affiliate links. Here is the recipe, dot, dot, dot. You could not be more right. So (laughs) we're going to make German eggnog because I'm going to talk about the movie Krampus. Tara's going to tell you a little bit about who he is and why he's truly the the king of the holiday spirit. (laughs) And then we'll get going. So I'm going to read you this. Just going to say I did not make it. But Kate is definitely enjoying it in her world right now. The Bell Witch. Yes, yes. Yeah. The Bell Witch. Get it, Kate. Okay, so you need six large egg yolks, one and a half cups of powdered sugar, one cup of cream, three-fourths cup of rum of your choice, so it's up to you guys, one vanilla bean split and scraped. The instructions are, in a large glass bowl, combine all ingredients except for nutmeg. It did not fucking say nutmeg on here. Nope, so asterisk. Add nutmeg. Asterisk. There's nutmeg. Heat over double boiler while stirring constantly until mixture thickens somewhat and coats the back of a wooden spoon. Do not allow this to boil at any point. Remove the mixture from the heat and place a small strainer into a funnel and fill um, a sanitized bottle. Seal immediately and store in the fridge. For best flavor, allow to age a couple of days before drinking. So you gotta let it cool. Okay. And then I'm not going to read it to you, but then it tells you how to sterilize a bottle. All right. Well, that'll be on our Pinterest page, so check that out. Definitely on our Pinterest page. Yum, yum. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about business. Our business, what we do. You know what it is. Yeah. So as always, because Tara is amazing, she placed a beautiful, wonderful amazing little link tree down in the show notes for you. And all you have to do is click there and you can go to our Facebook page. You can go to our Facebook group. If you're a $5 and a patron, you have your own Facebook group. You can go to Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on all the socials, Mm -hmm. all the socials. Also, that's where you can find our Patreon. If you heard me a minute ago, you did hear that all our $5 and up patrons have their own special Facebook group. We do lives. We do other fun things in there. They They have their own stuff going. They're They're all in there on their own. If you want to help support the show, go ahead and check it out. For little as a dollar, you can get bonus episodes. You get fun things. We have plenty of different tiers depending on what you want to do. We appreciate each and every one of you who are a patron or even consider being patrons because we know that you spend a lot of time making that dough. And for you to help support us means so much. Definitely. We appreciate it all of you guys. Thank you so much. And if you are unable to support us every month, we completely understand. Bills add up and it is also holiday season, but you would like to donate maybe just one time. Um, We also do have the option to buy us a coffee and that's in the link tree as well. And you can put any amount you would like on there. Um, We appreciate anything from you guys. And we also have a P.O. box if you would like to uh, send us any letters, anything like that. We are happy to get any kind of snail mail because it's our fave and we're a little old school with that. And that's in the show notes for y'all as well. And in our Facebook group under the description, you can find that info too. Yes. Okay. So before we jump into it, we're going to take a small little little break and we're going to listen to a couple promos of some great shows that we want you to check out. One's going to be a new show starting in January. It's one of our spooksters, Raymond. So definitely check that out. Yay. You guys hear us. We we give shout outs to Raymond all the time. We Mm -hmm. love Raymond. I mean, we love you all, but like Raymond often is a fact checker for us. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
So definitely, definitely check out Raymond's podcast coming in January. Mm-hmm. And um, and then we have one of our preferred partners going to talk a little bit about what they have to offer for you. And then we're going to jump back and get into business or get down to business, I should say, to defeat the Huns. <laughs> You are listening to 5.30 on your podcast aisle. Confused yet? Well, my dad, Raymond, or Rockland, is putting out 5 and 30, an interview podcast. Wait, wait, don't leave. It's not going to be one of those boring, hour-long shows, no. He's going to be sitting down with creators, voice actors, and hosts from many different shows that he swears you will have heard of, and asking them five random questions. They could be simple, deep, or just plain silly, and after they answer them, they'll get 30 seconds to plug whatever they want. No matter what, the goal is for you, yes you, to get to know the people behind the shows you listen to even better. And who knows, maybe you'll even find a new show to check out. This will all be coming to you everywhere you already get your podcasts starting the first week of the new year. Check castjunkie.com for more details. (sighs) Okay, Dad, I did the thing. Can I please go now? 5 and 30 with Ruck coming soon. Oh my god, I know words. Yeah, I love etymology! Spooky-ooky. Murder. Double murders. Zombies. Horror is always political. Mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. Hi, I'm Alex, and I'm a creep. And I'm Sunshine, her creep-enabling best friend. Together we tackle all things horror. History, politics, science, and sociology. From zombies to serial killers. Pomegranates and Pitchforks is a horror and true crime podcast that brings true stories and not-so-true stories together in beautiful and disturbing harmony. Do you have a spooky business and need a logo or someone to help you with branding? Then you need to check out Mackenzie Lemoyne Designs, home for the soft and spooky. From logos to custom commissions to enamel pins, Mackenzie will take any spooky idea you have and turn it into a reality. Head over to the show notes and check out her Etsy shop. She's also given an exclusive code just for you guys. At checkout, use the code SPOOKSTER for a 10% off your order. Again, check out Mackenzie Lemoyne Designs for all your spoopy needs. Well, welcome back. We hope you enjoyed that. We hope you got to hear about what Raymond's going to be doing. And so Tara's going to now tell us a little bit about... No, not a little bit. She's going to tell us a lot about Krampus because you guys need to know who the king of holiday season is. It's Krampus. I mean, you know, we kind of like him a little bit. Because this week it's Krampus week. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Because it's Krampus night on Thursday. That is the last day to get into our secret Santa. Mm-hmm. So go sign up now. The link is in the Facebook group. I'll put it in the show notes as well. If you would like to join, it's through Elfster. It's going to be a fun time. Jessica and I are also participating. And... um. Yeah, we can't wait to exchange gifties with you guys. So yeah, come join, come join. Anyways, yes, Krampus. It is the last month. It is December. So holiday time here on the show, as you can tell. Okay, so Krampus's history goes way, 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 way back. His story is said to date pre-Christian times and also originates in the Austrian region of Germany. Krampus is actually believed to be the son of the Norse goddess hell who is the daughter of loki a name that may sound familiar it makes a lot of sense yes and if you're not so familiar with your mythology she was the keeper of the underworld 
So his name comes from the German word, which I'm going to butcher with my pronunciation, Krampen, which means claw, which is pretty fitting with his appearance. A little bit. His appearance does vary depending on where you are, what version you prefer. But overall, there's a lot of similarities to how he looks. Now, he is half goat, half demon. He has large horns that resemble goat horns, a creepy ass, sharp, slithery tongue that's long as fuck. Ew. Dagger-like claws, as I just brought up. So that's the connection with his name origin. He also has brown or black fur that covers his whole body and cloven hooves. He's also said to carry chains, which is said by the Christian church to symbolize the binding of the devil. Or if that's not your thing, he uses this to snag up the bad kids, which we'll get more into as we go, of course. So a little precursor for you. He also is sometimes said to have bells on his chains as well that people can hear when he's coming and clanking the chains. And then he also is depicted carrying either a sack or a basket that's kind of like backpack style to shove the kids in. So many of you are probably familiar with the story of Krampus, but for those of you that aren't, you kind of might be catching on to what his purpose is. So really, some depictions just try to pose Krampus as this evil demon wreaking havoc. But in actuality, the more I kind of dug into it, and it seems like a lot of people do agree with this, especially that have Krampus as a bigger part in their culture, he has more purpose than that. So we're all familiar with what St. Nick, or as we know him, Santa, what his MO is. He brings all the toys and all the treats for those who are good all year. Now, in our version, of course, he brings the bad kids coal, right? So across the pond, this happens, but a little bit different. Their date is different than ours. The little boys and girls put their shoes outside their doors on December 5th. This is the eve of St. Nicholas's Day, or also what's known as Krampus Night. I'm not going to go with the German pronunciations because I cannot do it, so I just went with our translations for that. So the next morning, the children wake up to rush outside and see what they have been left. And if they were good, they'll get candy and maybe some little trinkets. Or if they were bad, they are said to be left either rootin bundles, which are birch rods, which... I think you can guess who those came from. Pretty straightforward on who brought what. So in this version of Celebration, it's said that St. Nick doesn't concern himself with the bad boys and girls, as our Santa does, that that is Krampus's job. The rods kind of bear as a warning, but for more severe cases, I'm assuming, Krampus does something a little more than that. He kind of escalates things. He doesn't just leave a rod for you to be punished with. No, no. Getting smacked or not having toys isn't good enough. He thinks you need something more than that to be taught a lesson on to not be a brat or a little shit or be bad. His lesson is that you will be snatched up via the chains and shoved into his sack or his basket that I talked about earlier and taken back to the underworld with Krampus. And that's where you will reside for the next year. So say goodbye to all your friends and family because you're going to hell. Mm -hmm. Now, Many describe Krampus as the shadow of St. Nick, basically the yin to his yang. And if you think about it, that actually makes sense to me. Of course, there's people who believe Krampus is an evil entity, as I stated earlier. You know, the more people involved with the church and stuff like that. And, you know, this is not me shaming anybody's religion. It's just kind of 
a fact that kind of relate him to the devil. But there's people who view him in a different light, meaning basically they kind of they see Krampus as more of a sort of balance of sorts for the moral compass of our actions. And like I said, once I heard this theory, it made more sense to me. So it's a really scary, messed up way. Yes, very scary, messed up way, especially if I heard this as a child. Holy fucking shit. But the thing is, there's good and bad. There's rewards and there's consequences for the actions we do. So he's not just snatching random people and random kids for the hell of it. He has a purpose to it. So with that said, yes, what he does is extreme, but maybe you shouldn't be a little shit. Maybe if you took heed to the warning your great grandma told you, you wouldn't get taken by Krampus. (laughs) So I kind of liked that spin on it. And if you're one of our OG spooksters, We did discuss Krampus last year as well. And in this revisiting, I know we didn't discuss that angle. So I thought that was interesting when I came across it. And I'm just kind of like, you know what? It actually does make sense. And I like that idea of it because, yes, he's still kind of a dark figure and stuff. But it makes sense why people are still hundreds of years later, so like still celebrate him. And it's just a part of their culture. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. It makes total sense. And uh, speaking of celebrating, there's another component of Krampus I want to talk about before we dive into movies. (laughs) I mentioned briefly Krampus Night. Now, this is something to this day that is still celebrated, but it's more than just our version of Christmas Night or Christmas Eve where we're like, oh, let's just, you know, leave our offerings out for St. Nick or for Krampus or whatever. And fun fact, the offering for Krampus is schnapps. Oh, I would too. Mm -hmm. So Krampus Night has this thing called the Krampus Run. Essentially, the event can vary from parades to festivals. And Krampus Night and all of this has been going on in many countries around the world, especially in Germany and Austria and places like that, for over 500 years. Now, of course, there's variations of this event. Dating back to the 15th and 16th century, it was way different. Really, it was more of a church play where they had a Krampus in it and people would just wear masks. So something very, very tame. So it's really evolved over the centuries. Mm. Now, today's celebrations, it does kind of tie in with that idea because people dress up as Krampus in these magnificent and terrifying (laughs) costumes Mm -hmm. of Krampus. Like, these costumes are elaborate and amazing. Like, I guarantee these people spend all year working on them. Like, they are on fucking point. And if you check in the sources, I have a video you can check out too, which I'm going to refer to here in just a sec as well. So the more mild version of this is there will be a parade. And okay, so the easiest way for me to explain this is they kind of barricade it off. So think like Macy's Day Parade where they have those metal like barricade things. So like you can see it, but you're not going to run out into it type of situation. Mm -hmm. That way you can see it and you can kind of interact with these Krampuses and things like that and the people in the parade. So they can kind of touch you and interact with you, but they can't full on do anything to you. And you're probably like, what do you mean do anything to you? I'll get to that. So so also another thing, too, uh, this was in the comments. So this is from like a local. So one person had commented that and I saw in some other towns, too, they'll do a more tamed down version of this earlier in the maybe the afternoon or evening for children. And then later in the night is when it kind of amps up more for the adults. Okay. Yeah, because the amped up adult version is a bit intense, to say the least. Mm -hmm. The video I have, if you kind of want a bird's eye view of like 
if you were there, this vlogger or I'm assuming she does like a lot of creepy stuff. I want to go back. I saved everything because I want to go back to her channel and watch more. Mm -hmm. But it's as if you're there because it's her and then whoever's filming for her, you know, so you're like right up in the action. So in this one she went to and she said this is the most intense Krampus night Krampus run she's ever been to. These Krampuses can freely walk around the crowds and everything. And of course, there's, you know, adult beverages and food and, you know, all kinds of things. These Krampuses can walk freely among the crowds with their whips, as some of them have, or their birch rods, as some others have. And people actually end up bolting from these Krampuses because they will full on grab you and whack the shit out of you. Like, hard. Scary. No, thank you. Please don't whack me. I will go to the tame down version. <laughs> right. You know, I think it's cool that they have such something that's lasted like hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's fun. And also, too, what I noticed because I scanned through the comments because it's always cool to see experiences from people who actually, you know, have went to these things and things like that. One of the people that was in her vlog that was one of the Krampuses, he's like, oh, I was Krampus at such and such time mark. Because at the end, she's like, oh, my God. Because, you know, you're like, it's like whirlwind. She's like, no one's safe. Old people, young people, kids, me, blah, blah. You know, he was like, actually, we do take care to not act like that towards elderly people or children. Like, we try to be more careful. He's like, we're entertainers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're probably more mindful than what's depicted or said, which I think that's a good thing. And I'm assuming there's probably, especially like in today's day and age, I'm sure there's waivers and liability and, you know, things like that too. Because mm -hmm. there's stuff all over Europe and everything, but there's also events here in the States as well. Nothing around me. So it'd be interesting yeah. to see like what kind of Krampus events we have here in the US. But Unless it's the tamed down version, I will just say I'm a little bit of a chicken. I would probably stick to uh, my tradition of just watching the Krampus movies and things on YouTube and reading about it as I have always done. I think he's a fascinating creature for sure. Possibly misunderstood a little bit. <laughs> I like their explanation of him being like he does have this purpose. He is Saint Nick's shadow doing the bidding versus just some psycho nut job demon. Oh, I never thought he was a psycho nut job demon without being <laughs> Nick's shadow. <laughs> so, you know, don't be a little shit, guys, or uh, Krampus gonna come and get you. Truth. Also, this, I don't know if this was out previous years, but this is the first year I saw it. Um, A Krampus on the mantle, like an elf on the shelf came out. I believe it's FYE that sells it. Mm -hmm. It's so cool. I want one. So I'm probably going to give myself one, maybe. I don't know if they ship to me. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to see. But uh, if anybody else is interested, definitely check that out. I posted it in the Facebook group a while ago. But yeah, with that, that is the story of Krampus. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Okay. I'm going to talk about the movie which is called Krampus, came out in 2015 and has kind of an all-star cast. I was really impressed with it. I mean, it has one of my favorite people of all time and it. Actually, two of my favorite actors of all time, which is Adam Scott, who plays Tom. And then his wonderful wife is Toni Collette, whose name is Sarah. Mm -hmm. And they are the protagonist adult couple in this movie. But really, the true protagonist of this movie would be Max. Yes. He is a young boy. And so how this movie kind of starts is it kind of starts about, you know, 
it's Christmas time. And obviously it's like holiday shopping and people are like literally savage animals trying to murder one another for stuffed animals and they're ripping shit apart. And it's so crazy. And I'm just like, okay, like I've been Black Friday shopping and I've never seen that. Granted, I have never gone in like a hugely densely populated area and will not go to a dense, hugely densely populated area to go Black Friday shopping. But it's crazy. And then it pans in on our main character, Max. And Max is like in a brawl with this kid because this kid was telling all the young boys and girls. He was telling the first graders Santa's not real. Max felt responsible to end this. So he, you know, apparently drop kicks him on stage and they start brawling and the parents have to separate them and the family gets home and Omi is there. I think that's how they say it. Sure. And she's there and she's cooking and she's making things. And, you know, you can just tell that this family is a bit tense right now. There's some stuff that's off. The mom, Sarah, her house looks like, as a quote from the movie, it looks like Martha Stewart threw up in here. And everything is like in its place and nice and neat. And she they go and take a picture with Santa. And apparently this woman did not look at the photo that she had until she got home. And it's of her smiling happily. Tom just kind of like the son. I don't know what he was doing. But then Santa was staring at her daughter's ass. Gross. Yeah. So it's hanging on her wall and she's just like, it's whatever. Well, it's. It's a bit tense around there as well because Sarah's sister, Linda, and her horde of family members are about to arrive. You hear this giant earthquaking sound as this huge ass Hummer approaches and the family gets out and it is Uncle Howard, Aunt Linda, Howie Jr., Jordy and Stevie, and baby Chrissy, and the surprise guest of Aunt Dorothy, who... Sarah hates. Mm-hmm. Yes. So essentially they have dinner. It's a really awkward dinner. The creepy little rednecky boy Howie or how he burps really loud. You know, Howard is talking about guns and how the family needs to know it. Linda is picking on Sarah because she's trying to make everything like perfect and fancy and things like that. And the family is just like, okay. The twins, essentially, uh, Stevie and Jordan, they, um, I think they're twins. I don't know. They kind of seemed-ish, maybe. They're very close in age either way. Mm -hmm. They basically found this letter that Max wrote to Santa because his grandmother, his Omi, made him write a letter. And he was wishing for his family to be different, is what he was asking for. He was asking for his sister and him to be closer. He was asking for um, his parents to be back in love. He was asking for his Aunt Linda and Uncle Howard to not have to struggle so hard and that his Uncle Howard would accept the girls as girls and not as boys. And it just basically made a very tense situation. And Max runs up to his room and tears up the letter. Well, the dad, Adam Scott, Ben Wyatt, goes (laughs) goes in and uh, tries to comfort him. And he's like, there's still time. You know, he's basically saying like, you know, they're assholes, but they're family and we have to work harder to see if we have things in common with them, which is a really good. Th- that's a really good theme. Like, that's a good theme. You know, the holidays provide, you know, a catalyst for that. So we should try. And he's like, well, there's still time to send this letter to Santa. And he hands it back and it's ripped. And he- Max puts it in the envelope, but then rips it out and tears it apart and throws it out the window. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Well, the next. So then 
I believe it's the next morning. Mm-hmm. The daughter, Beth, so Max's older sister, Beth, is just like, I want to go see my boyfriend. He only lives four blocks away. In the fucking blizzard. It's blizzardy. <laughs> it's fine, though. So she leaves, right? And, you know, they get packages at the front door and all these weird things. And, she, you know. And didn't the power also go out by that point, too, already? Or not yet? Oh, yeah, no. Or is it after she left? No, it's out before she leaves. You're right. Yeah, it's like full storm mode. <laughs> yeah, it's like blizzard. Like, there's no power. And these parents are, she's like, he's not answering. He always texts back. And I'm like, it's because he's dead. <laughs> or Spoiler, he has yeah. no power and he didn't charge his phone. Yeah. In real life, that would have been the probable thing. <laughs> right. So she sets out on her little merry way. We're going to talk her storyline real quick because it's not too long. She gets out and she goes walking down the street and it's blizzarding, blizzarding. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like stops blizzarding. And the world seems to like slow down. Bad sign. <laughs> right. And then she looks over on a roof. Motherfucking Krampus is standing on that roof. <laughs> just standing there staring back at her and she starts running and her beanie falls off and it's like a blizzard. It's like 19 degrees outside or 19 below something where they're like, oh no, I got frostbite in like four seconds later in the movie. (laughs) She goes running and she comes up and she comes up on this like DLH person. So yeah, big plug for DLH shipping right here. Right. That's not a sponsor or anything. (laughs) Right. DLH is there and they're like... And she, like, runs up because she's, like, trying to get away. Then she looks in, and he's frozen, like, ah, like, scared to death type thing. She's, like, because Krampus, like, while she's running, Krampus is jumping from roof to roof and, like, hopping across the street. And so then she, like, hears him. So she gets under the car, and she's under the van, and she's, like, trying to be okay. Then Krampus is there, and he's looking around for her. But then he disappears, and then she gets out from under the vehicle because she's stupid and... All we hear is a scream. Oh, no. So Krampus killed her. Bye. Or put her in his sack, whichever. She's going to hell. Yes. So then it goes back to the house and like Tom and Sarah are like, Beth should be. Well, Tom is like, I'm worried about Beth. And Sarah's like, she's only been gone like an hour. She'll be back soon. It's fine. And then like, he's like, oh, okay. And then Max comes up and is like, guys, it's getting dark. It's like literally two seconds later because they have this like moment where she's like, I miss us. And Tom's like, you miss us too. And they have a cute like little romantic like hug. And then literally five seconds after that, Max is like, I'm worried. It's getting dark and Beth's not back yet. And then everyone's like, you're right. We have to go save Beth. It's like, wait, we just we just fucking talked about that. (laughs) It just happened. So then, okay, so then they go out. So Tom and Howard get the Hummer and they go out and they're looking for Beth, right? And they have guns and they have shit. And then basically something attacks them. And the Hummer is just like torn to shit. Oh, because, yeah, they get all the way to they get all the way to Derek's house, who is um, Sarah's boyfriend or not Sarah's boyfriend, Beth's boyfriend. Be scandalous if Sarah had a boyfriend. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That'd be a whole different movie. Jesus. Right. They get all the way to Derek's house and no one's there. It's been ransacked. Everything looks, you know, gone. And then they go, they're on the way back and they find the snowplow out there. There's just no one there. The glass has been kicked in. They get back to the Hummer and it's just gone. And so as they're walking back to the house, Howard gets attacked by something under the snow. Oh no. And he gets bit by something. Mm. So they get back to the house and everyone's panicking. And of course they can't find Beth. And Sarah's like, we have to go back out. We have to go back out. And Howard is like, okay. And then they're like, no, it's snowing too hard. It's a blizzard. And then they're like, 
Okay. <laughs> They're very easily swayed. Fuck Beth then. Bye. Right. Well, we'll just wait till morning and then we'll go out and look for her because they're like, she's smart. She's got this. She's safe. She's somewhere safe. You know, she's in hell, so not safe, but it's okay. It's fine. Right. And so then during this time, um, weird shit starts happening. Mind you, Omi was like, you got to keep the house freaking like, you got to keep the fire up. Mm-hmm. So as they're sitting around, like waiting for the iPad to die so that the baby won't cry. They all fall asleep in the living room because they're all there together. They've boarded up all the windows, everything like that. And all of a sudden, out of the fucking chimney comes a cookie. Oh, my God. These little creatures are my fucking favorite. <laughs> they're the most adorable, creepiest thing ever. So the, this like chain comes down and this little cookie's like waggle, wiggling around. And Howard Jr., who, mind you, is kind of a little bit of a pig, sees this cookie dangling above a fireplace. And is like on a chain, like not like a little tiny like purse chain. We're talking like giant ass prisoner chain chain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he goes up and he takes it. He doesn't take the cookie off the chain. He just takes the chain and bites into the cookie, which then the cookie is like, motherfucker, you just bit my head <laughs> and starts to attack him. And somehow he gets end up gets wrapped up in the freaking chain to go up into the chimney. Everyone's waking up because everyone's freaking out. Sarah grabs his ankles, right? And she's halfway up the chimney and everyone's pulling her down. They're trying to pull him back down. And then somehow they get her. They basically get him all the way out. And then he's wrapped in the chain still. And they end up yanking him up and they lose Howie Jr. Womp womp. Womp womp. And everyone's freaked out because Sarah's almost died and everything like that. So they're like, they turn to Aunt Dorothy, who, mind you, has just been a dick of a curmudgeon the whole time. It's just like, I don't like food. I like hot dogs and mac and cheese. I, you know, I don't want your stupid dessert. I'm a horrible rant rant. They're like, watch the kids, right? And she's like, I don't like kids. I didn't even like him when I was one. And you're like, okay, whoever wrote that, that was, um, thanks for writing a cliche into your movie, but okay. And then Aunt Dorothy is watching the girls or watching the kids. And the, mm-hmm. the two girls are like, we got to go to the bathroom. And they go upstairs out of Aunt Dorothy's sight. And they hear Beth's voice upstairs. So they go to explore. But it's not Beth. It's Krampus's little freaky toy people who like to kill people. And it's this giant jack in the box. It's like snake like eating them. The parents run upstairs when they hear the girls screaming. Mind you, they take way too fucking long to get up to there. <laughs> mm hmm. They stand and argue with Dorothy with Dorothy for a while. They're like, "Why did you let him go?" They're like, "Said to go to the bathroom. I didn't know it was a." Ch- or they're like, "They're like, where'd they go? Bathroom? Why'd you let him go? I didn't know I had a choice. Like, they had to go to the bathroom. I'm the adult. What? <laughs> well, no. Like, what was she supposed to do? Make him pee in the corner? I mean, true. Could have gone together. Could have been a could have been a group activity. That was my next thing. Like, you could have went with them because you're supposed to be protecting them. Hello, right? But she don't give a fuck about kids, so she wasn't gonna go with them. <laughs> true. And mind you, she was holding the baby, which I think was sleeping. Yeah, there's that too. So then they go upstairs and it's Tom and Linda and Sarah. And they go upstairs and basically they come up and they shine this light and this like weird jack in the box thing with like jowls that open to the side (laughs) is eating Jordan. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And then these other things like a teddy bear attacks them and this like creepy ass doll thing attacks them and a robot attacks all them. So all of them are being attacked by like some sort of toy mm-hmm. while they're trying to save Jordan and they just they can't get to her in time. Yeah. And the thing gets into the air ducts. But I will say this for Linda because it's the kid's mom. Like the thing, the teddy bear attacks her and she's like all but given up and she looks over and she sees Stevie still lying on the floor. And it's like she got that like mom adrenaline and she like freaking takes out the teddy bear. Mm -hmm. She picks up an axe or she picks up the axe. She takes out the freaking doll that's on Sarah. And then she freaking takes out the robot that's on Tom. And then she just like goes and rescues her daughter. And they all come downstairs and they're trying to find her. And then the dog gets involved and the dog goes into the air vent. And then the thing falls down. But Omi, however you say it, it was all of a sudden is like the elves and the elves run in. But by the way, one of the elves, the lumpy elf, is voiced by Seth Green. Oh, wow. Right? Like, that's a big pull. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the elves, okay, so the elves come in and try to attack, and they try to take someone, but they end up, like, saving everyone. Omi tells the story of Krampus at some point. I don't know if this is here or if it's a little earlier, but she tells how this happened to her, how she lived in a town, and it was really impoverished, and it was back in Germany-ish area, and, like, people fought over food, and it's this really sad little, like, you know, claymation type Tim Burton little movie. Mm-hmm. You know, basically her family was like, fuck Christmas. And then she they tear her Santa doll. And then she gets sad and she throws her Santa doll into the fire. And then Krampus comes and Krampus basically is like, leaves her so she remembers. Right. So she knows what's happening, which is why she says to keep the fire going. And she's like, oh my gosh, there's these elves and they like, I think they tried to take someone, but they ended up saving them and they get the elves out. My favorite scene is when Howard <laughs> is in the kitchen and the little cookies are attacking him with the nail gun and he's like holding the like the cheese board <laughs> and it's like, choo, choo, and it's like all these nails are in there. Then the nail gun runs out of nails and it's like laying on its side and the cookies are like screaming at it like, what the fuck? So then he gets his gun and he shoots them. And they're on fire, mind you, because he like shot the lantern and it blew up and they're on fire. And this one cookie is like diving for him and the dog comes out of nowhere and just eats it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. So finally they get everyone out, right? They get everyone. They're getting ready to leave. And uh, because they're like, we just have to make it to the snowplow and keep going and keep going. So they're all leaving. But Oma, Omi, I like Oma. Oma is like, I'm going to stay behind. And save everyone. And she boards the door and Krampus comes in. And Krampus, like, essentially, I'm assuming, takes her to hell. I guess. So sad. Yeah. And then they're walking. And at this point, it's, I don't know if Howard is still alive. I don't remember. Let's say Howard died. Because this makes it easier sure. for my timeline. <laughs> so let's, let's say Howard has died. And um, it's Tom and it's Sarah and it's Linda and Stevie and Max. And they're going and then they they realize like they're being attacked and Tom realizes that he has to stay behind and like sacrifice himself so they can get away. And so he does. Mm -hmm. But then what ends up happening is as they get they get to the truck, Linda gets attacked by whatever's in the fucking snow. And, you know, they get they get Stevie and Max into the truck and Sarah goes back to help her, but she can't help Linda. And like Linda takes forever to go down in the snow. But like. Sarah's like standing there looking at Max and Max is like, no, mom. And she's like, I love you. Go. And then she's just gone. I'm like, what the fuck, Tony Collette? Where'd you go? Zooped down <laughs> right, gone. right the fuck down into that snow. So then it's a stick shift and Max is what? 10? 
Something like that, yeah. Maybe 12 doesn't know how to start it. He's trying really hard. Stevie's yelling at him. They're crying. And I'm thinking if it's as cold as it is, her face would be freezing, but it's not. And I'm like, what is happening? And they finally get the truck to, like, basically click on. And then the elves, or the, yeah, the little elves come back and they're, like, attacking them. And they take Stevie. And I'm pretty sure they kill Stevie. And then Max gets out. And then Krampus comes. Oh, no, they take Stevie. And then Krampus comes and gives him the bell and is like, you know, it's like you're the one to remember. And then she goes and tracks down the elf. He goes and tracks down the elves to get Stevie back from them. And then they all get taken to hell because Krampus like throws him into hell. But then he wakes up. It's the next morning. It's Christmas morning. And everything is fine. Yes. Everything is happy. And then like Beth is there and they're all there and they're all like opening presents and Sarah hands Max, you know, Max is being like really loving and affectionate to his mom. He's like, oh, and she's like, what's this for? And he's like, I'm just happy we're together because he remembers it right away. No one else does. And then he opens the box and there's the Krampus bell. And then everyone's face is like, oh, shit, like last night happened because I'm assuming they all woke up thinking the same thing, too. And then it pans out and Krampus is putting their house down on a mantle inside a snow globe. So that's the Krampus movie. I think it's worth a watch. Like if you haven't watched it and you just want a good little like afternoon movie watch. Horror comedy. Yeah. 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 Like if you're looking for something that's not like super scary, but is a little bit horror and a little and a lot bit funny, I would definitely check it out. I love that one. I watch it every year. It's really, it's really, really funny. I will say, mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, I love Adam Scott and Tony Collette. They're in two of my favorite shows. Adam Scott, obviously Parks and Rec, and then Tony Collette in the United States of Terra and Fright Night. I don't watch Fright Night. Oh my god, that was a good movie. I liked it. Anyway, okay, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. So that's that. So that's the movie. I did watch one other 30-minute movie, which was really, really stupid, and it's on Netflix. It's called The Night of Krampus. Mm. And I just, the only reason I mention it is if, out there, if you can, you know, spooksters, it's like a weird movie. It's super weird. And there's like all these characters in there that people watching it should just apparently just know. Hmm. It's like something's happening and these kids are getting taken and obviously by Krampus. And the one really funny thing that Krampus does is when he comes in and he sees you, if you're a naughty kid, he goes naughty. (laughs) And then take that's all he says is naughty. And he just takes you. But apparently there's a bunch of character development I don't know about, like the skeleton that talks that's in some dude's backpack. And he's like, the dude that's got him in the backpack is like this undead cemetery guy, like groundskeeper. But he's like, like human. So he's like, like, I know we talked about this off recording. This has to be part of a series franchise or something, because it sounds like we're supposed to already know who these characters who are. They are. Yeah. Because she's like, I have to like at one point, the, the, the girl character in there is like, I'm going to go consult my books. And I'm like, we don't know that the bag has books in it. <laughs> And then when she opens it, it looks just like a book with like like a history book with like maps in it. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And then like he has a gun and he's like trying to shoot Krampus. And that's not how you shoot Krampus. And so if you if you want to, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called The Night of Krampus. If you know what the series is, I I mean, it's ridiculous and it's horrible. It's totally like BTV show rating, horrible, horrible lighting, everything like that. But it's funny to me because of the talking skeleton. It's Obviously hilarious to me. But this how the story works in that is Krampus is being controlled by this creepy guy that lives at the end of the cul-de-sac. 
which the house looks like the house from freaking Candyman, like the not the like the movie, but the one from like the actual dude. And he hates kids in the area. So he summons Krampus to like take all the bad kids that bother him. And um, he keeps them in his attic. And then they end up like defeating him and Krampus ends up taking him away because they free Krampus by breaking this chalice thing, which just looks like a Halloween prop from, you know, Spirit of Halloween. <laughs> so it was interesting. Um, but if you know what this is, like this series, I would like to watch other things on it. Okay. And that is all I have. So that really wraps up our Krampus and kicks off our holiday season here at Three Spooked Girls. Like Tara mentioned earlier, this week, Knock of Krampus or Knock to Krampus is um, the last day you can sign up to be part of our secret Santa gift exchange. Please, please sign up. It's going to be fun. Um, just t- it takes a couple of minutes. It's really easy. There's even a wish list thing on there. That you can go and put things you like. And they're from like Amazon and stuff like that. So makes it super easy. The rules are in there. Just make sure that if you are going to participate, you can make sure that you get those off by the dates that we put in there. And once again, we thank you for listening and we will see you on Thursday for a stabby snippet. Bye, guys. Bye.